Well, continuing our look at frontline workers and essential services, uh, we should check in with our veterinarians. Uh, they are certainly uh, an essential business, mm-hmm. but it's not business as usual for our vets. And joining us, our resident pet expert is Dr. Tina Gray. Dr. Gray, how is this? I mean, it's shaken up every facet of our lives, specifically when it comes to veterinarian medicine. What's going on? Oh, John, there's a lot going on in veterinary medicine. Uh, We're tied so closely to human medicine. Um, But I'll give you a little bit of a rundown of what our college has uh, advised us as far as handling the situation. So any clinics that uh, remain open, excuse me, um, they will give priority to essential services, which are like puppy vaccinations because we don't want puppies unprotected against the other, you know, the dog viruses that are out there. Any overdue rabies vaccinations and, of course, emergencies. Um, We have to do this while avoiding possible exposure of staff and clients to the virus. So, yes, that means we're running things differently. Each clinic will have a slightly different approach. Some might decide to be closed. Um, Each circumstance is different. Veterinarians use their professional judgment to protect the health and safety of their clients, patients, and staff, of course. So if a staff member tests positive for COVID-19, the hospital most likely will have to close. So that means that team is no longer able to offer even emergency services, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the best thing to do is to check with your veterinarian hospital to make sure that they're open before you even consider it. Yeah, not only to see if they're open, but to ask what their current procedures are. So, um, like for us right now, you drive into the parking lot and you call. And um, this is if you have an appointment for a for a sick pet or or, or something that um, we've deemed necessary to be seen. So you drive in, you give us a call. Someone will go out and. Um, take your pet from you, you stay in your car, and we do the appointment on the phone. So just so that there's no no interaction mm. between um, anyone else and staff or staff and clients. Um, we're also working on implementing telemedicine to get us through this. Absolutely, and many people are, are uh, you know, looking towards their pets to add more comfort to this isolation time. They're all, uh, everyone being quarantined and, and doing their social distance. Obviously, you still have to get your pets out for a walk if you're able to, but um, is there any way that it can be transmitted f- from our animals? Well, first of all, let me say that that's as it should be. Yes, you draw comfort from your pets. Absolutely. Um, don't be afraid of your pet through this time. Um, what we know at this point is that it can go from humans to dogs, and now we know it has gone from a human to a cat. The dogs have not gotten ill. The cat did develop uh, respiratory um, and uh, uh respiratory signs and uh, diarrhea, but it's not been proven yet that those signs were from the COVID-19 virus. Um, So far, it looks like it cannot replicate in dogs and cats, which means that they can't shed the virus. But that doesn't mean that if you have been tested positive for the virus or you, you have the symptoms, um, those virus particles could be on your pet. So you don't want someone else petting or hugging your pet. 
We don't know how long they can live on various surfaces. We're finding out it can be days on some surfaces. So, <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, if you are sick, take the same precautions with your pet as you would with other people or as you should with other people. So, so just to clarify they- with this, um, because people will be like, whoa, I, I need to stay away from my animal. But So what you're saying is that uh, us humans can pass it on to our animals, but our animals passing it on to us has not been proven. Absolutely. So, yes. So when I say it can't replicate, that means the virus um, doesn't like dogs and cats as a host. As far as we know at this point, it can't uh, make more virus in the pet. So that pet can't cough or sneeze and, and spread the virus. But any virus on the pet could get transferred to a human through, through exactly. the services. Yeah. Okay. Exactly, yeah. So even if you're out walking your dog and and you're healthy and someone else comes along and says, what a lovely poochie, and, and, and gives your, your dog a bunch of pets, sneezes on it, doesn't sneeze on it, maybe has just sneezed on their hand. So don't let other people pet your, your dog when you're out on a walk. That because that animal can bring it into your home. Because the animal could, that person could have transmitted it to your pet, and then you touch your pet there or hug your pet, and, and you could get it. And we don't know how many hours it will, it will survive. But if you're sick, take the same precautions as you would with other people. So if there's some, somebody else living with you, you can have them care for your pet. But if you're on your own, uh, wear a face mask if you can get one. Um, don't hug or kiss your pet. So, yeah, social distancing. Same thing for your pet as it is for people. Not quite as scary yet because um, it's just a precaution at this point. Yeah, it was actually uh, in the news in regards to post office workers and with so many people being home, that means mm-hmm. that their pets are out in the yard a lot more. And so the postal workers are saying if you could keep your uh, pet away from them, because that exactly what you're saying with um, any transmission whatsoever, even for that, the postal worker to pass it on to the pet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad they've got that out there. That's great. What about uh, medical supplies? I know that in in the people hospitals, uh, there's a crisis right now in terms of uh, possibility running out. Uh, What about in the veterinarian world? Well, the severity of this particular crisis was really driven home to me um, a couple of days ago, actually, when the Ministry of Health asked that all vet clinics donate any emergency equipment they can, including face masks and ventilators to human hospitals. So, wow. uh, yeah, that's never happened as long as I've been a, a veterinarian. So that's a, that's a big deal. So they're not confiscating them, but they're asking us to do the right thing because uh, we need the ventilators. I mean, without those, mm. people who get really ill from this will die. We are, uh, you know, this is, as everyone has said, this is a fluid situation. Things are changing on an ongoing basis. Where should people check in to keep up on on information regards to pet care and COVID-19? Well, it's tough because it is the Internet and um, uh, you want reliable updates. So uh, we are sending out emails as things evolve, as we can. So if you want to be on that um, mailing list, just call the clinic and give them your email address. Um, Our most recent update did include the best sites to go to for accurate information. Uh, For instance, there's a site called uh, Worms and Germs 
which is um, through the University of Guelph, a researcher there, and he's at this point the expert that we go to on this. And there's also information on the Ontario Veterinary College site. Where can folks reach out to you, Tina, to get some of these links and phone numbers? Uh, 519-599-7777 or send us an email at bluemountainvs at gmail.com. From Blue Mountain Veterinarian Services, uh, Dr. Tina Gray, thank you so much for being with us on Talk to the Town. Thanks for having me.